This is Bill Risser. And Molly McKinley. And we're talking relationships. All kinds of relationships, from starting new ones to nurturing existing ones over time. And each week, we'll highlight something that inspires... Or triggers us... To help get to the root of why relationships are key to our happiness and success. Hey, Bill. Uh, this is episode 11 already. I cannot believe that. Huh. And today we are going to be talking about starting relationships. We spend a lot of time talking about our relationships with things and people, and but how do you actually start a relationship that is going to be valuable, meaningful, and maybe long-term? I don't know. But anyway, so let's dive into this topic. Yeah, I like that. It's a difficult thing for a lot of people, right? Uh, there are a lot of people that are we'll call them shy or introverted, but obviously the relationship can't start without a conversation, right? I mean, that's the yeah. first thing that has to happen. I don't, it could be online. Uh, I, I feel that it's more valuable in person or, you know, somehow having a, some sort of a more of a human contact than a, yeah. an email or a text. But uh, yeah, how do, you, how do you start a relationship? And so you and I both attend, you attend way more than I do, lots of events around the country and you meet a, uh, hundreds of people every year, right? Yeah, exactly. What do, you, what do you do? How do you, how do you start a conversation? What do you do? Are you in that group? What's your, what's your trick? I start with the eyes. So yeah. yeah, you make eye contact and that actually is the first word in a conversation is locking eyes. And when you lock eyes, it kind of draws somebody in or you draw it to each other. Right. And when you think about people who aren't necessarily great at starting relationships, you know, it's often because they aren't connecting, but we connect first with our eyes. Wow. Does that ever freak anybody out? Do they ever like Well, that? I mean, they're not staring weirdly. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not like, you know, open eye, just staring at them. Okay. I wish that they could see the Zoom that we're on because uh, that was actually really cute, Bill. He gave me the big eye. Yeah. Um, so, no, I mean, not weirdly staring, but think about it. I mean, how often are you making eye contact? And usually when you make eye contact is when you're like, oh, like in a sea of people, you start to talk to the person you lock eyes with, right? And yeah. for whatever reason, that to me is all, I mean, that's another conversation, but that's always fascinating. Like why in a sea of people are you drawn to one? But because we're talking about events, I am an extrovert introvert. I um am really uncomfortable actually when I'm in a sea of people that I don't know. And you're just like, okay, this is great. You know, like I don't know a single soul here and I feel really uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden someone walks by and you make eye contact and then it's like, Hey, how are you? And they're probably equally uncomfortable. And so just sort of acknowledging that, you know, is a, just sort of a nice little, I don't know. I always say if you have one friend in the room, you're, you're doing okay. You know, yeah. one friend is all you need. And, but I, I believe it starts with eye contact. It's funny you say that because I, I definitely am aware and almost uncomfortable when you're with somebody who doesn't make eye contact, when you're talking to somebody who does avert their gaze, right? It's yes, really yes. weird. Yeah. It is kind of an uncomfortable situation. It definitely makes me uncomfortable when someone won't look at me 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're, you're going back to an earlier episode too, about our relationships with ourselves. Right. And I learned a long time ago that oftentimes when I felt most uncomfortable with somebody, it's because they felt really uncomfortable in their own skin and Mm -hmm. that I was just catching on to that. You know, I was just feeling their negative energy Mm -hmm. and I don't mean negative energy in the way that they're emitting negative energy, but I was feeling their uncomfortableness. And that was, again, one of those moments where I was like, oh, okay. So just holding space for them so that they know that I'm not judging them and kind of lifting them up and just making them feel safe is sort of the way around that for me in terms of being able to connect with people, even when they're feeling uncomfortable or saying, hey, or even just acknowledging like, hey, I don't know, just making someone, helping them feel safe. Um, but that is an, an, a something that I have learned along the way that oftentimes when we're feeling really uncomfortable because someone has a shifty gaze, it's really because they're really uncomfortable right. and uh, just helping them through that a little bit. I, I know that for realtors, uh, really anyone in the real estate industry, what you want more than anything else on a daily basis is conversations with people, right? It is. And it yeah, doesn't, that's it. I don't care what you're talking about. You could be talking about, a round of golf last week, or you could be talking about, I'm um, almost got my yoga masters, right? It doesn't matter what you're talking about. It's just a conversation. And, and that's, I, I preach that to people all day long. The whole, the whole reason you stay connected to your sphere is to have a conversation. The whole reason you pay for online leads is because you want to have a conversation with somebody. Um, and that's critical. Uh, but, but then once that conversation's going, and this comes from direct experience. I know this to be true. You got to shut up. <laughs> you yes. get the conversation going and, and you got to listen. You have to pay attention. Uh, and I heard a great, I, I love you. There, there's four words that are guaranteed to get a conversation going for, with someone you don't know. Do you know what those four words are? I don't know. I'm, I, at least I don't think I do. What are they? Tell me about yourself. Yes. That's it. That makes sense. Tell me about yourself. Very, um, it's not, it's not pinning someone in a corner. It's not, what do you do for a living? It's, Mm -hmm. they can decide what they want to disclose and share. So they feel more comfortable. Um, and I heard that this week. I'm, I can't wait to start using more and more of that as I meet people. Tell me about yourself. Or another good one is what keeps you busy because they can Mm -hmm. go wherever they want with what keeps you busy, right? They can head off into, uh, their work, their passion, their family, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, I, I'm, there's a, I love to read. I love to learn. And I know a little bit about a lot of things, right? I think. Yeah. I think that's where we connect too. Yeah. <laughs> because when you, yeah. like I, I, for the listeners, you know, uh, I'd mentioned a couple of poses in yoga and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, those. And I'm like, like I said, I know a lot about a little about a lot. I can talk. I don't <laughs> fish. I don't fish or hunt. But when I meet a fisherman or a hunterman, a true passionate hunter, I yes. know enough to have a conversation and to be interested in what they do. I think that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You just said something to be interested in what they do. And that is it, right? It's the, it's about the other person. And, you know, I think you're right on it because I'm thinking back about how, how do I start a conversation with somebody that I don't know? And usually it's the first question is what's your story? Uh, Tell me, you know, you know, what, who are you? What's your story? But that's because I actually am genuinely interested in people. And, you know, there used to be that um, Steve Hartman show on Sunday mornings where everybody had the story where he went through the phone book, 
withdrew the name and then he went and told that person's story. Do you remember that? I do. That's yeah. We're dating ourselves. Aren't we? <laughs> Isn't that a while ago? <laughs> it was, it was when I was a kid, but that <laughs> yeah. was actually, I looked forward to that. I, I loved that. And it was yeah. true. I mean, usually the first people, the first thing people would say is, Oh, I, there's nothing interesting about me. And then at, through the course of this conversation, not only would there, would that be completely false, but that the, you know, these people, these ordinary everyday people have these rich, amazing stories to share. And and that is, again, uh, where it all comes down is when we see each other and, and, and see each other. Yeah. Yeah. It gets really interesting. Passion and stories, right? I, there was a, Ignite Phoenix was an event uh, that I helped. Uh, I was a volunteer there, but I also presented at Ignite Phoenix. They're five-minute talks. You get 20 slides that advance every 15 seconds. You don't have control of the clicker. It just starts and you got to keep going. So it takes a lot of practice. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So the gentleman who created it in Phoenix, Jeff Moriarty, I met him at some uh, at a bar, I think. And someone said, here's Jeff. He's got to run Ignite Phoenix. You got to check him out. It's fun. And Jeff's always asking people, what's your passion? And people go, ah, I don't really have, I'm not really passionate. He goes, that's, that's bull. Everybody's passionate about something. What's your passion? Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. these talks are about is what are you passionate about? And so I just said to him, I'm passionate about Barbara Streisand. <laughs> and, and he loved it. And he said, you got to submit the idea for a talk, do it. I end up submitting uh, and I end up getting picked. So I did do my presentation in front of a thousand people at the Scottsdale Center for the Performing Arts on my 33-year love affair with Barbara Streisand. Is that real? I mean, is that true? Is it's that on, true story? It's on YouTube. You can Google. Oh my goodness. You 30. really have a 33-year love affair with Barbara Streisand? It's now 40. Yeah, because that was <laughs> 41 because that was eight years ago that I did that presentation. That's, so, that's actually amazing. And I don't know if I knew that. I know you've mentioned her before, but I had no idea. I love it. And so th- th- that's, look, that's the basis for the real estate sessions, right? You know what that does for me? I have, I'm curious about people. I know a lot about you, right, Molly? Because you yeah. and I've had conversations, deep conversations. And that I've done the same thing with tons of people. I love finding out where they come from, what they do, what's their story, like you said. And that's, I've done that now 170 times on the podcast, I get to figure out who somebody is. So maybe that's another opportunity for someone listening in that if they're, if they struggle within those one-on-one situations, think of a way to create an interview opportunity or something else that starts the process. Cause maybe it's as a realtor, maybe you want to talk to local shop owners or uh, community leaders and build relationships yeah. with them. It, it can all start with just a simple request to, to talk to them for 10 minutes and ask them some questions so they could post it somewhere. Hey, that's the core of my marketing strategy right there is I interview awesome. people. That's, that's it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, and there's I, something magic that happens in that conversation, you know? So I think that's, I think that's a really strong advice. So what, what is, what are the takeaways? Do we get your noses out of the phones and make eye contact, right? Very good. <laughs> Be more interested in the other person. Listen a whole lot more than you talk. That's a, an yeah. age old, you know, adage, but it absolutely applies here. Yeah. You know, yeah, I like and, that. Um, yeah, I do too. And then, and then be less concerned about, you know, again, like deflect, you know, our uncomfortableness about like, Hey, I don't have a passion to share. Oh, it's not about that. You learn about the other person and be genuinely interested. 
Now that's that's the start of any healthy relationship, right? And the, yeah, the last thing you do is you you be careful who you tell your passion about Barbara Streisand to because you might end up on a stage. There you go. I you know <laughs> that's it. So, we, we can add nothing else to this episode. That is that it. is absolutely it. <laughs> well, look, Molly. It's uh, next week is Christmas, so I'm sure you have some amazing plans with your family and friends. Uh, yeah. Cindy and I do as well. So we're gonna we're gonna take a, a, a couple of weeks off with the podcast so we can in, in take time and enjoy our, um, our families and our friends and kind of then roll into 2019. We'll be back uh, the second week of 2019 with episode 12 uh, an, un, an undisclosed yet as yet topic, but uh, we're looking forward to, to talking to everyone again uh, in the new year. That sounds amazing. Hopefully I'll be on the slopes. That's what I'm hoping to do. So awesome. Be careful. I'm not going to say break a leg. I'm going to say be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Hey, everybody have a wonderful holiday and thanks so much for tuning in. And remember, don't forget to share this with a friend because that's how this uh, podcast continues to grow. All right. Thanks, everybody.